You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey everyone, John Wertheim here. It is this week's Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. Our guest this week is Sloane Stevens, who, uh, of course, is the 2017 U.S. Open champion. But uh, beyond that, she's someone who's really grown to become one of the sports uh, leaders as a player. She is on the WTA Players Council, and this past weekend in Orlando, she hosted, and she's too polite to say it, but I'll do it for her. She also underwrote a three-day diversity camp for uh, young tennis players who are currently in the juniors and may have slipped through the cracks of the system a little bit, but Sloan gathered them in Orlando and took advantage of the proximity to a number of players and coaches and talked to them uh, a bit about what it's like, what to expect, and what the opportunities are. Uh, this was a story that flitted across my radar. I figured why not get Sloan on to talk about this uh, herself. So from Toronto, Canada, without further ado, here she is, Sloan Stevens. Hi, John. Hey, Sloan Stevens. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Where, Where are you? I'm in New York. Where are you? Oh, I'm in Toronto at my house. Tennis hotbed, Toronto, Canada? Yeah, um, it's literally a snowstorm right now. It's so fun. <laughs> Indoor tennis hotbed, Toronto, Canada. I heard a uh, there was a Sloan Stevens sighting in Seattle, though. Confirm or I deny? Know, I was just in Seattle. We came home last night. What were you, you were there for the I MLS Cup? Yeah, for the MLS Cup. Then we came home. What's your soccer knowledge these days? Um, it's not that great. Like I know what Josie's doing, but that's about <laughs> it. Um, so I was I was looking at your uh, your you you played your last match September thirtieth or something like that. Um, so you get a nice three you know you get a three month off season. Um, yeah, but I finally. see you were uh, you were in Orlando last week though, and it was not necessarily to train what were you doing there no we were doing our multicultural camp it was um something that i the last time i did it was in 2005 and we just 
I really wanted to bring it back. I've talked about it for years. Um, I talked to a lot of people just trying to get their feel, get the feelers out and see if anyone wanted to help or partner or whatever, and no one wanted to do it with me. So I just decided this year that I was going to bring it back, no matter what the cost, and I was just going to go ahead and do it. And honestly, like the most rewarding thing that I've done this year and probably in a couple of years, um, we had 20 kids, 20 parents, all from – all kids who they got selected off of them not getting grants or like performance grants from the USTA or from their section. And we had them all come. We did like parent seminars. We did like life coaching. We did mental strength. We did nutrition. We did fitness. We did everything. And it was just like three and a half days of a lot of information, helping the parents. Like my mom was there, um, just basically everything compacted into one. And I know that there's a lot of kids out there who just don't have that many resources or they, they just, there's no way for them to get the information. So we, I wanted to be that source for them to be able to get the information and still be able to succeed, even if you are not the number one ranked player in the country. So um, yeah, that's what we did. It was great. It was so much fun. Um, yeah. That's I, fantastic. Like that. This is the, um, I, just to be, these are, these are young tennis players, competitive tennis players from around the country, right? Juniors. Yeah, like 13 to like our oldest was 17. And you went through so this you went through 16, this yourself. Our oldest, oldest was 16. Gotcha. But Sorry, this is this is the program you went through. Yeah, I did it when I was in 2005. So I don't know how old I was in 2005. <laughs> That's a lot. Of math. But 14 anyways, years ago. Um that was a while ago and yeah, I mean, I thought I got a lot out of it. I made so many friends, friends that I still have to this day. Um, everyone that I was in that the age that the age that I went, all went, ended up going to college, ended up getting tennis scholarships. I was the only one out of the group that turned professional. But um, as we like, I, we were explaining to the parents last week, like it's like one and you know, like Maddie came out to the camp, and it's just not. You, you don't, not everyone turns professional and wins the Grand Slam. Not everyone turns professional like Maddie and makes the final and wins, you know, premieres and all this stuff. Like, it, it just doesn't happen all the time. Right. So um, college is not failure. College is an amazing opportunity to enrich your life. And, like, basically the American dream of going to college and coming out of college debt-free, like, that's, you know, amazing. And I, I think that, that people need to understand that that's not failure. That is amazing. So, yeah, we just covered a lot of that and, you know, all the opportunities and all the opportunities in tennis and um, what tennis has done for me and all the amazing things I've been able to do. And you know, having that tennis knowledge will, will take you a lot of places in life. I think that's a really good point. You, you can do a lot worse than a Division One tennis scholarship. Um, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, so, so just, I just want to be, so you went to one of these camps, you know, whatever it was, 13, 14 years ago in, this was in L.A. or this was also... No, it was in Daytona Beach. So at the time, the Florida section did it, and it, like their headquarters is in Daytona Beach, and that's where we ended up doing it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what's your message? What, what do you, and and then this is the same same idea. But what do, what do you tell these kids? Um, I tell them what tennis has done for me and what it can do for them. Pretty simple. Like obviously, I wouldn't be in the position I am today to help them if you know I hadn't probably come to one of these camps and saw the impact that it had on my life. Like I was, I've been able to travel the world, meet people like go places that I'd never probably would have gone if it weren't for tennis and just, you know, explaining to them and showing them like what tennis can do for you. Even if you end up working at tennis channel and that's Even. the job you have, but you Even. have so much tennis knowledge and you, you graduated from a division one school and some place like tennis channel wants to hire you because you have good knowledge, you know, like, and that's a really good job. You also then still get to travel around the world and meet people and be at grand slams and like just explaining like, Every single job I could think of to these parents and kids that like tennis is an amazing vehicle to get you to where you want to go in life. And that's that was great, like my, uh, my main point. That's awesome. That's a great message. I wish, uh, I wish instead of having, how many kids you said you had? We had 20 kids and 20 parents. So oh. every kid came with a parent. That was like the point of it. Gotcha. I was going to say, instead, this, this is a message that you'd like to see scaled. You could do this with 20,000 kids. I mean, this is a great, uh, yes, great message. Yeah, exactly. So at this point, we're looking for partners and people to partner with and sponsor it because we want to make it a bigger event. Um, we want to obviously reach more kids and help more parents. And just for the under-resourced kids and underprivileged kids, that there is amazing opportunities in tennis that need to be taken advantage of. And I think um, showing them, giving those opportunities – Putting it in front of them is obviously everyone just needs an opportunity to start with, and I think we can do that for them. We can put those opportunities in front of them, so I think that's where we're starting. But we definitely want to make it a bigger event, and we want to go to more sections, obviously have more kids, um, yeah, and scale it. You hit any balls? I mean, you, you did this in Orlando at the, you know, at the training center. Did was there any yeah, actual we tennis did it at the stuff? And they honestly, I hadn't hit in like three weeks, so I wasn't actually trying to hit with them because they were a little bit like too good. We hit with a little bit of some of the, me and Maddie hit two on one with some of the younger ones and the young girls, and we were in a full on sweat. And I was just like, oh my god, I was not prepared for this. And poor Maddie, I didn't prepare for it either. I was just like, hey, you want to hit some balls? And we started hitting, and then at by the end of it, we were like soaking wet. So Maddie was part of this too. Yeah, she came for, she came Wednesday, I think it was. She came for like two hours in the morning, which was great. Um, 
obviously bamboozled her into doing it. I was like, it'll be fine. Just come. And then obviously we had a great time. We did a little Q and a for the kids. And then we watched them play. They played plates and match play. They warmed up and then we hit with them for like 30 minutes. And then, yeah. And they kept playing, but it was great. It was awesome to have her out just because having someone else there of, you know, diverse background, multicultural, she was really able to explain to them like her experience and what she's been through. And I think that was uh, pretty cool for them. Um, who, who else did you drag out there? Any other we players had training? Irina Falcone come out. Um, we had Jen Brady come out. Oh, man. Um, the coaches, obviously, Kamal was there. Uh, Jameer was there. Jermaine was there. Um, who else? John Bizdoon, Jamia Jackson. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, I'm blanking. Um, oh, 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 who else? Who else? That's great. I know this I'm is, this is... I feel so bad. But yeah, Richard Ashley came out. Martin Blackman. Um, Stacey Allister. They were all there. So that was really nice of them to come out and help. And I think we all put our best foot forward with this first one. And uh, we'll definitely do it again and make it bigger and affect more kids because I think it, it went really well. What um, what else do you wish people had told you before you embarked on this journey? I mean, what, what else did you sort of impress upon these kids that maybe you wish someone had told you 10 years ago? Um, I think what we were hearing a lot of in the camp was that a lot of parents, you know, can't afford to miss work for a week to take their kids to a national open or, you know, miss you know monday of work or one day here one day there every week just because the kids are playing a tournament and they do well and they're what like they're playing more because they actually are winning and i think the biggest part of that was like your kid doesn't have to play every single weekend in order to be a good player because the kids that are playing every single weekend and their parents don't work and they have the leisure to you know do whatever go to every single tournament those kids too don't end up being grand slam champions or winning premier tournaments or even becoming professionals. Like it doesn't matter. Like if it's, if you have something within you and you are meant to be a great player, you're meant to win a grand slam or you're meant to go to college. Like what's for you will be there no matter what. Like, yes, you have to continue to work hard and reach for whatever it is that you're, whatever goals you're trying to accomplish. But for the parents and kids to understand that just because the, the, the person next to you is doing A, B, and C, like your path is different. So understanding your kid and understanding that, you know, it's not the same for everyone and your kid is still going to be a great player even if they miss three tournaments, like right. that's okay. Um, explaining that to people, like they kind of look at you crazy, like, no, like the other player, players are playing more, like I need to be doing what they're doing. Like explaining to them that that's not, necessarily the right approach just because everyone has their own path i think that was like one of the biggest things gotcha um this was a, a diversity camp and everyone's everyone's experience is obviously different at some level but did, did, did you talk sort of yeah. about the state in general of race and tennis and i mean obviously the you know the composition of top players has really changed quite a bit um in the last 25 yeah, years definitely. or so did that come up yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was another reason why, a great reason why my mom was there, because she could definitely explain to parents, like, what I went through, what I went through as a junior, and, like, parents being mean, and people talking, like, saying rude things, and all that stuff, and I think that um, the sport needs more people of color. I truly believe that. Um, like, playing now, there's only a few people of color that I see out on the tour, and I just feel like 
given if these kids were given the opportunity, you know, maybe one out of a few of them could and should be a pro tennis player, which would be amazing. But um, it definitely is changing. Obviously, um, Venus and Serena played for so long, and I think they've been an inspiration to so many people and to so many kids in general to pick up a racket. And I think that um, having myself and Maddie doing stuff like this, like being able to do these camps, um, it just encourages more kids. And I think that they, they can see it as something real when they see us. They see it as, okay, like we can actually be there. And I think that's like the most impactful thing you can do for these kids is showing them that we are human and that we are real and we did it so, so can you type of thing. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a, a sycophantic question. Um, I've, I've seen you around kids. You did a piece for Sports Illustrated for kids. This is another example. Um, serious question. Where's this come? I mean, you. I, th- I think you have sort of a, a really nice touch with with younger people. Where Where's this come from? Seriously, I don't know. I just love kids. I I'm like just drawn to kids, and I think that um, it's probably because when I was younger, my aunt owned a daycare, and she used to let me be like a little helper, and I just loved like helping all the kids. And obviously, I got special treatment because my aunt owned the daycare. But I mean. <laughs> I just loved helping her and reading to the kids and cleaning up and helping her with lunch. And like, I just really love that. And I think that's kind of like, like kind of creeped into my normal life, my tennis life, just because I love helping others. And I love, you know, giving the opportunity and the experience like for people who normally wouldn't have it. Um, so that's really obviously brought me a lot of joy in my life. And uh, yes, I'm a good tennis player, but I think I have more to offer off the court. So just being able to expand on that because that just really is what makes me happy um, has done a lot for me, I think. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. How, um, I mean, these were, these were junior players, obviously, but when you are dealing with other players in the locker room, younger players, how do you balance, how do you balance sort of being a mentor with also just acknowledgement you're in an individual sport and everyone's trying to take food off everyone else's table? How do you, how do you balance sort of mentorship with the fact that these aren't teammates. These are opponents who are trying to get to six games faster than you are. How do you balance that? Yeah, I think when you step on the court, it's, a, it's just a matter of competing um, off the court. There are a lot of girls in the locker room that I have never met, never seen, don't know their names, not a clue who they are. But when I see someone that I don't know I've never seen, I walk up and I'm like, hey, I'm Sloan. Like, nice to meet you. What's your name? Just because no one ever did that for me. And I felt like, a kind of like a deer in headlights when I was younger no one ever approached me or said hi or hey I'm so and so nice to meet you so I, I just feel like it kind of breaks the ice it opens the door for communication and I just feel like the the era that we are in now and a lot of the girls on the tour are friends and there's more communication I feel like it's easier it's easier to say hi and be nice than it is to try to be fake and be mean um, I understand that obviously it's very competitive and you don't want people to think that you're not competitive by being friendly, but by seeing these people day in and day out, I see these girls more than I see my family and right. my fiance and my grandparents that 
Um, it's probably a little bit easier to say hi and keep going than to purposely try to avoid and be mean and be rude. So I think that's just kind of the what I've taken on just because it makes me feel better. Cult- but culture. But, but you, you think the culture in the locker room's gotten more warm than it was 10 years ago when you were starting out? Oh, absolutely. There's way more communication. And it's not like we're all best friends, but speaking and saying good morning or hi or hey, saw you got engaged, congratulations, or hey, you and your mom look great in that photo, saw you on Instagram. Like, it's the com- the doors are more open now, and I feel like that's helped a lot of players just because we are on the road a lot, and it is an individual sport. Like you said, we are alone without our families and without our friends, just like us and our coaches. So it's nice to see a familiar face, and it's nice to just have that pleasantry when you walk into the locker room. I think it's it's definitely helped the vibe a lot. All right, two more for you. You uh, you, you mentioned Kamal. Status, status update? He's great. He's still coaching me. There we He's go. still in Chicago. He is doing fabulous. He's alive. I meant well. your status. So he is, he'll, he'll be coaching you in 2020? Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, I didn't fire him. Right. All right. Or anything. There we go. Um, yeah, he's still around. 20, 2020 will be blank. What uh, spin spin this forward a little? What are we looking for? It's gonna be great. All right. Like twenty nineteen was a year of growth and kind of finding finding out what works and what doesn't, and we've evolved evolved into something great. Where it's gonna be fabulous. You can already feel it. Fabulous twenty twenty. All right. I want you to take this camp. And I want you to do what any startup would do and figure out ways to scale this. And instead of doing it for three days in Orlando, we're going to do this in like all 50 states. What do you think of that idea? I'm already doing that. That's my plan. But I had to see how what we needed to do. I literally, I wrote an entire curriculum while I was there because I was like, this is what we need to do better. This is how we're going to make it bigger. This is how we're going to accommodate more kids and more parents, where we can do it, what sections. All of the EDs were there um, for the section in Orlando, so we got to talk to a lot of them about it, which was really good. Um, so yeah, John, don't worry, and don't worry, John, I'm going to be asking you for some money too, so don't worry. You know where to find me. Um, this was great. Good, good. Uh, no, seriously, good, good for you. I, a, I also I feel like in and of itself, this is really important, and I, I yeah. think something you hear all the time is that the transition. From juniors to college, the transition from juniors to the pros is not about oh the serves are coming back that much harder. It's all no. about the it's all about the culture and the different rhythms and finances and relationships. And exactly. I, I think it's a really important that's being addressed and not uh, that the serves serves have five extra miles an hour of heat on them. So yeah, um, exactly. You done good. Exactly. You got uh, you got six weeks. Six weeks. Uh, yeah. Enjoy it, and we'll uh, we'll see you in Australia. I'll see you in Australia. Yeah, can't wait. Very good. It's going to be good 2020. You just okay. said it. All right. Thanks as always. Okay. See ya. Take care. Bye. We'll talk. Take care.